All right, what is up, Dan? What's up, Lennon? We're it's back. Dude's doing Halloween. It's not quite Halloween yet. Dude's doing Halloween. Okay. All month long. God, I'm so not happy about it, but Dan has convinced me that we should do horror movies this month. This is the time to do it. Horror movies suck ass, and I'm not a fan of them historically, so maybe this will... Uh, You'll be converted. Maybe this will make me a horror movie fan. You'll be converted. I don't know. We'll see. It'll happen. The next movie we're watching, you'll be converted. Yeah, I don't know about or that. Or disgusted. I guess we'll find out. Um, but in the meantime, we did uh, this week we did kind of a horror movie. I'd say it's a horror. Yeah, it's a sci-fi horror, which is my shit. I like, look man, I like horror adjacent things. I like movies that combine other genres that I like with horror. As long as the other genre is, it can be like 51% sci-fi, 49% horror. As long as it's more emphasis on sci-fi than horror, I feel like I'll like it. We're about to be 100% horror this month. Yeah, we'll see about that. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> today we're tackling Nope. Um, it's, oh. What the hell? Nala. You good? What the fuck are you doing? Epic dog. Shout out to our guest, Nala. Yeah. What don't the eat fuck? that. What is, what is that? Oh, don't uh, eat that. She, she's eating her puke, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, hold on. All right, the puke has been cleaned up. We're back. That was awesome. Yeah, real uh, talking about scary things. Dog puke is uh, scary. Dogs eating puke. The yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we got some horror movie stuff planned for this month, unfortunately. Fortunately for me. Fuck you. I've been watching horror movies almost every damn day. Well, yeah, what have you been watching? All right, watched uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Pretty good flick. Awesome movie. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, I guess so. It's a it's like a surprise horror, horror, horror action. Yeah, surprise horror movie. Pretty good flick. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. You would probably enjoy that. I saw it in theaters, actually. I feel like it's the only horror movie I've ever seen. All right, so there was a part in... Ca- I saw Cabin in the Woods pretty early on in being vegan, and there was a part where the... Uh, you know the part where they, like, let all the monsters out in, like, the laboratory or whatever? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a, this weird, like, merhag monster that has, like, weird gray lumpy skin. Oh, the merman. Yeah. And his skin looks just like um, the consistency of uh, of Boca Bur- like, early on. Holy Boca fuck. Burgers. You know how yeah. they're, like, kind of gray? And I couldn't eat them anymore after that because it just made me gag because I felt like I was biting into this, like, weird slimy merman flesh. That's OS. Kids today will not remember Boca Burgers. No, but Boca Chicken Patties, that's like yep. the goaded old world veganism snack that has lasted. It's still good. Yeah, the spicy ones are good too. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Dude's doing Boca. Dude's doing Boca. Uh, I watched the movie that we're watching next week, which is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the uh-huh. OG. Got a lot to talk about with that one. Never seen it. Uh, watched Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Awesome movie. Why don't you watch some regular ass flicks, brother? These are regular. I know it's October. You can just listen to the Misfits and watch regular <laughs> ass movies, bro. I do that year round. What's your be- what's your favorite Misfits track? Uh, Astro Zombies uh, is mine. It's the best Misfits song. Skulls. Skulls is up there. Or Where Eagles Dare. Or Earth AD. Just or the whole record. Astro Zombies. Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? Astro Zombies. We bite. Astro Zombies. (laughs) 
Anyways, um, <laughs> go on. What else you been watching? Uh, they live. Classical. Is that a horror? That's not a horror movie. Kind of is. It's like an action sci-fi movie. Way more than horror. Incredible movie. Ah, yeah. uh, it's dope. The Descent. I don't know what that is, cause one of the best mo- horror movies from the two thousands. Four women, five women go into a cave. Who will return? Who knows? Okay. Watch. No one will save you. That was a fucking piece of dog shit. That's like new, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, the aliens in this movie are like the typical gray men. I love that. They look like fucking dog shit because the CGI is bad. Uh, they walk on their tippy toes. They're autistic. It's legitimately not scary. It's like actually funny. I fell asleep and woke up at the end and I was like, this sucks. Brother, how are you going to say the movie sucks if you fell asleep and woke up at the end? I fell asleep for 20 minutes. That's that, that's a considerable amount of time. That's, I looked. I read what I missed on Wikipedia. Probably, dude, 20 minutes. Can you say you, can you really give a, an opinion on a movie if you fell asleep for 20 minutes? Yeah, if I fell asleep, it's not good. That's not true. You might have been tired. There's no dialogue in this movie. I did hear that. It's fucking stupid. That it's completely devoid of dialogue, except there's, like one line, right? There's like five words spoken in it. It's so stupid. The, the movie sucks. It's not good. Uh, who's who's in it? Anyone? Nobody. I know? Nobody. I I love like little classical little gray men type aliens. If you want to watch it, go for it. Uh, the ending is so fucking dumb. The ending is like unbelievably stupid. Uh, spoiler, I know this is like a new, a brand new movie, so fast forward ahead if you don't, usually we don't even care about spoilers because we're doing old ass flicks, but um, what today, what is it that essentially the aliens abduct her and then they're like, damn, she's too traumatized, let's put her back. Isn't that essentially what it is? That's like, what I, I saw so people saying that. The ending is them abducting her and then they're like, damn, you had a hard life, huh? We'll make sure you have friends because everybody in the town hates her, so they put they like abducted everyone, put parasites in them. So the parasites are like controlled by the aliens and like, we're all friends now. And that's the ending. That's pretty cool. It is not. That's dope. Friendship rocks. She doesn't deserve to have friends for what she did. Whatever, bro. Uh, yeah. And I watched, uh, we watched the creator. Yeah. It was fucking good, man. Stop being weird. It was all right. I liked it a lot. We both agree that it had issues, but I... We shouldn't get into spoilers for it right now because it's, it is uh, very new. It's going to be on streaming in a month for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure this is a movie we'll touch on in our end of the year recap too. Most mid movie. <laughs> no. All right. We'll save it for the end of the year recap. But yeah, we saw that one together. I enjoyed it. Dan didn't. I had a good time. I thought it was good. The movie's good. It's firmly good. I would say somewhere between... It's better than good, but it's not amazing. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, better than good, but not amazing. Uh, someone that we're friends with said that this is one of the best movies of the year. The and, third dude, and Josh uh, from Pensacola. I don't know what he's watching, man. That this is one of the best movies you saw this year. He's got to go to bed. He's got to rethink. <laughs> go, he's got to see some flicks. He's got he's got to go see some stars. He's got to go to sleep. I would say off the top of my head, it's in the top five movies I saw, new movies I saw this year. Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, we'll save all this for our end of the year recap, which is kind of coming up soon. I feel like, which is crazy. Yeah, we're two, two months, months from the end of the year. That's insane. Yeah, th- that movie will not year. be in there. The creator will not be. And, in there. it will be for me, perhaps. We'll see. I could see it being honorable mention. 
I will accept that. I got to look through. I got. I can't even think of. I saw a lot of movies this year. I feel like, and I can't really think of what they all were. Fast X. Old boy. Old. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's not a movie that came no, out. No, it got remastered. Anyways, all right. What else? Uh, that was it. Yeah, I've been trying to watch movies every single day. I've let been me, succeeding. What have me, you watched? Let me see what I watched. I've been watching Smallville still. I'm on season. We just uh, watched the season two finale of Smallville. I was going to say, you got to be getting. I thought you'd be getting close to the end, but I guess not. Dude, there's like 30 fucking. There's like 30 goddamn episodes in every season, and there's 10 seasons. Um, let's see what I what I watched recently. Uh, I watched Attack the Block. I can't remember if we talked about that last episode we filmed. We did. Yeah. So I've only... I haven't, dude, I've been slacking. I haven't really watched much. I've been gaming. I've been... We, we just finished recording a new Scarab record, so I've been dedicating a lot of time to that. Um, I've been reading Fear Agent still. Shit's dope. Um, I'm kind of yeah, this is gonna upset you. Mm. I'm I'm kind I'm so close to being out on Baldur's Gate. Why? I feel like it's a game that's awesome when you can dedicate a a lot of time to it. I had like two or three days in a row where I had nothing going on to just play, and I played like all day for a couple days, and I was like so in on it and loved it. But at this point in my life, I don't have that kind of time very often anymore like I used to. And yeah. I feel like it's very much not a pick-up-and-play friendly game. Like a week went by and I picked it up to play again. I was like really excited to. And I felt like there was like this barrier jumping back into it where I was kind of like, I don't really even remember what I was doing. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I'm at the, I guess close to the end of the game. I'm actually at Baldur's Gate. And then... There was like a bunch of objectives on the map. I was playing like on Sunday and I was like, damn, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. Yeah. And uh, I wrapped up a bunch of stuff and then I was like, fuck, man, I only I keep playing this game in like one or two hour intervals and it's not conducive to the way that this game is supposed to be played. Yeah, it's not. But it's a, amazing. It's not a pick up and play friendly game. It's actually amazing, though. Actually, like one of the best games I've played this year. I mean, it rocks, but because Spider-Man comes out. Next week. 18 days? 19? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two. Uh, No, 10 days. Comes out on the 20th, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh and then God. four days after that is Metal Gear Solid Collection. And Alan Wake 2. Uh, what? Alan Wake 2. Horror game. You'll like it. Oh, God. What the fucking horror, man? Enough. <laughs> that being said, I fear my uh, my days with Baldur's Gate are numbered. I don't. I do not foresee myself seeing it through to the end. You may come back around in time. Yeah, later on in life when there's not much to play. But it's definitely a a game that you can come back to, I think. Yeah, we'll see. But uh I uh oh, I'm going to watch the thing cuz I got my I left my my Blu-ray copy that I bought on tour in uh Brezza had it in his car. Shout out to Brezza. Uh he he brought it back to me. So now I have it, so I'm going to rewatch that soon as part of my Halloween. That's like the type of horror that I like, you know. Sci-fi horror. Like, nope. Nope is good. Nope rocks. You want to jump into it? Is there anything... Are there any trailers you saw? There actually is a trailer I saw that I, that I am excited about. Uh, Another Killers of the Flower Moon trailer. Looks awesome. Dude, yeah. That's going to be fucking sick. Uh, There was a trailer for something that I was like, oh, this could be dope. I straight up don't remember what it was. I forgot to write it down. What? Were there any good trailers when we saw 
the creator? No. There were so many trailers. Yeah, and I, I there don't was remember. the Hungry Games. I don't care about that. Uh, I don't remember. All I remember was coming back in when the Killers of the Flower Moon trailer ended, and I was like, damn, that's the only one I wanted to watch. Yeah, that movie looks amazing. I'm excited to see that. Next week, I think. Dope. We'll be out there seeing it. We'll be um, streaming it live to the dude's Instagram if you want to watch it yeah, with us. That's an awesome <laughs> new gimmick. Um, I saw the new trailer for the Toxic Avenger reboot. Oh, isn't Peter Dinklage in that? He's the fucking Toxic Avenger. Oh, is he? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> what has society given us? Yeah. Have you ever seen the original one? Yes. Do you like it? Yeah, Stroma's awesome. Yeah, Troma rocks. Stro- yeah, Troma. Oh, my God. I, uh, I've never seen any of the sequels, though. I did... Because when Netflix used to be dope as hell, like in the late 2000s, they were on there. But uh, I haven't seen them since I was a teenager. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's something we should do for the pod. I feel like the first one would be a great flick for the pod. Oh, the first one would be awesome for this. But yeah, uh, the have you seen the trailer for the remake? No, I saw clips. It looks or awesome. not clips, pictures. It looks fucking dope. I'm in. Yeah. Say less. Um. All right, let's uh let's jump into this flick. What'd you give it on the box? So let me start by saying the first time around, I think I gave it a lower rating. But Ooh, excuse me. Jesus. Bless you. Dude, god, dude. Every time the weather changes, it fuck it fucks me up. Um I gave it four and a half stars. I really, 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 really liked it, especially the second time around. The first time around, I had issues with it. The second time around, I had this realization that all of the issues that I had with it came from expecting one thing and getting something else. You ever feel like that? Like sometimes I feel like I feel like that when I go to listen to a band or play a game or whatever. Like if I'm expecting A and I get B doesn't really matter how good B is at being B. The fact that it's not A, I feel like let down. Yeah, I mean, it's like a bait and switch almost. Yeah. That's um, what Green Knight was. I didn't see that. It The trailer makes it look like it's going to be this grand epic, like King Arthur's Tale, and it's not. The tra- Like, whoever did the trailers for that movie deserves praise because the movie is... Not what the trailers made it seem. I mean, then I feel like whoever made the trailer deserves. They deserve more because the trailer is way cooler than Fair the movie. Um, you know, what did you give this flick? I gave it a 3.5 initially. And after the second viewing, it's still at a 3.5 for me. Okay. A lot of issues that I have are still prevalent. Okay. But. Let's jump into it. Uh, the amount of hatred that this movie got upon release is Kind of mind-blowing to me. Did people hate on this movie? People were shitting on this movie. Why? Well, for starters, everyone was like, oh, the alien's fucking stupid. Oh, there's actually not an alien. It's a ship and, like, all this other nonsense. And, uh, I mean, you don't really see anything in the trailer. The trailer for this movie was awesome. I mean, it has a it has a 3.8 on Letterboxd, which I, I feel like that's an underrating of it. Um, looking at people I'm friends with on there, it looks like mostly everybody on there that I'm friends with has given it a pretty high, uh, review, pretty high rating, except you, you gave it a three and a half stars. That's still good. Son of a bitch. Um, 
Pete, wanna, Pete Judge also gave it three and a half. Um, I want to say I was not disappointed by this movie. I went into it with no expectations, and I left being like, that was pretty good. So, so your your issues with it were, uh, you said that you you feel like you don't understand the shitting on it that I got. I, again, I didn't even really know that there was like a discourse around it of people shitting on it. Uh, yeah, people were like, this is something I somewhat agree with that a lot of the the themes were kind of muddled. Okay. Uh, I don't think that was like to the extent of like a detrimental part of the movie, but I can kind of agree with that and stuff we'll get to later. I thought the themes were all pretty straightforward. I didn't think they were muddled. I think it's the presentation of the themes okay. or the execution. Uh, people were shooting on the alien design. People that, were shooting on the alien. So that was my issue with it the first time around. Really? Yeah. 100%. I felt I like... I thought it was awesome. First time around, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. The fir- See, the first time around, I was expecting like a more traditional looking like monster, badass alien and not like a, a weird like whatever it was. But now that then the second time around watching it, now that I knew that's what it was and we got that, it made me kind of like I really appreciated how that sort of if you're going to see an alien, there's more it's it, there's more than likely a chance that it's going to be something like how I can't even describe what it is. That's more than likely it looks like a jellyfish kind of. Yeah, but it that's also like looks like it looks like technological also. But like also like a bed sheet. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a fucking Pokemon or something. I don't know. Like, dude, like that's the thing. Like, if we see an alien, it's probably not gonna look like a little gray man. It's gonna no. look like some shit that our brain can't comprehend and have and has nothing to compare it to. Yeah, that's why I was like, especially when the movie came out, because people that like I follow on social medias and shit were like shitting on it, being like, "This was stupid. Wasn't scary. Blah 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 blah." I don't think the movie's scary. Uh, no, I don't think. Which is not. I a, don't think there's any scary parts at all. Not a knock against the movie. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I was like, I didn't know that the twist was that the alien is the ship. Yeah. And when that was revealed, I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, so that's the thing. The first time around, it subverted my expectations, and and I think that it pissed me off. And it didn't ruin the movie for me, but it certainly made me like it less. Going into it the second time, since I kind of knew, I kind of saw the subverting of like what's expected and the expectations as a cool thing the second time around. Like it could have done like a green, scary, big alien with sharp teeth and like claws and like whatever, but like that would have been so obvious to do, you know? I honestly think that would have been kind of anticlimactic given all the events of the movie. Yeah. And the way that the alien is killing people. Yeah. Um, my, a big gripe I have is I think the first act is like pretty brutally slow. Okay. It's, I mean, this is a long movie. It's over two hours. Yeah, it is pretty long, which again, that's fine. Yeah. I'm down for a long movie. Uh, pretty disappointing that Keith David is maybe in the movie for three minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Legend. Uh, I'm a proud member of the Keith David fan club. This is honestly, I feel like Keith David has been in more movies that we've done than most other people at this point. Dude's doing Keith David. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to think. The thing. The thing. Pitch pitch black. Pitch black. And now nope. Nope. We're we're definitely gonna do They Live. Oh, for sure. One hundred percent. Uh 
There's more. There's more to come. He's in a bunch of shit that you don't even realize until you're watching it. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh, yeah, it, I just thought of it as, as a cool little cameo. Um, I think the... It's not... This isn't a knock against it, but it's something that I had to like actually look up because, and I still don't really understand it. So the Gordy scene where he has his freak out and yeah. kills everybody in the studio besides Steven Yoon's character. Yeah. Um, I didn't really understand the significance of the shoe yeah. sticking up. I, and I, I looked it up. I did too. I had that same thing, but go ahead. I looked it up. Um, it's supposed to represent survivalism. Oh, that's not what I saw at all. Go ahead, though. Uh, I'm trying to find it in my notes. That's idiotic. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't. Rem- I don't know if this was taken from Jordan Peele or not. I should have uh, cited my works, but <laughs> but uh, essentially, the shoe pointing up is supposed to represent survivalism when a creature or animal is like forced against its will to do something. How would a shoe pointing up represent that? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I was kind of confused by that. I still am. I guess it's supposed to represent, like... I I was trying to reason it in my mind, and I was like, maybe it's because, like, it's an unusual thing that can happen. So it's like, something out of the ordinary happens. This monkey that is trained to be friendly is now attacking people. I don't know. Because of the balloons popping. Yeah. At first, my fir- the first time I saw this movie, I thought, oh, the shoe pointing up was because of Jean Jacket, the alien. I thought that there was like some kind of connection there. Okay. There is no connection there. No. I don't think so. <laughs> the, first time I, the first time I saw the movie, this is something I walked away being like, I understood everything. I feel like everything clicked except the shoe went over my head. And the second time I watched the movie, I had the same thought. The shoe thing went all the way over my head, so I did some research and I looked into it. And one thing that I saw that I guess kind of made sense was that the shoe thing was supposed to represent that miracles can happen, but that miracles are usually portrayed as like a a good, like positive thing, but that also like bad miracles can happen. Like the shoe thing was like it's the shoe not tipping over and standing up is like this weird just like freak occurrence and that it's supposed to in like indicate that like sometimes weird freak like one in a million chance things can happen and that they sometimes can be bad weird freak occurrences and like to kind of like subvert that people always expect miracles or like you know things like that to be a positive thing there can be like bad miracles which makes more so two totally different things from looking it up, but the the odd thing is is both interpretations aren't wrong, especially when you look at the ending of the movie and what the movie is, because the theme of survival is throughout the whole movie. Uh, miracles are also a theme throughout the movie. Um, Steven Yoon's character is trying to perform a miracle to kind of regain his popularity that he once had in showing off Jean Jacket, you know? Yeah. Uh, Also an instinct of survival for Jean Jacket to go and eat the horse that he's trying to feed it. Yeah. So I guess there's no right or wrong answer. No. Both 
both are credible interpretations. That's kind of like my, my issue is like when something is so ambiguous that you can just kind of say anything and be like, well, I guess that makes sense. Sure. And it's a positive and also a negative because I don't really know if Jordan Peele even knew. Yeah. It kind of seems like he threw those, these ideas together and was like, it makes sense. I mean, the shoe is still something that kind of eludes me. Yeah. I, I don't understand how it relates to survival um, or how it relates to a miracle. Yeah. Because it just kind of like, you don't see it flip up. It's just up. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird, really weird thematic moment that yeah. doesn't have a concrete answer or a real payoff. It's strange. It's definitely strange. And yeah, there's really no clarification or payoff, but... I love the theme staying on like the idea of the themes in the movie. I love the theme of like man's place in nature and like where man kind of fits in like the hierarchy of beasts and animals. Cause the whole thing with Steven Yoon's character is he survived that he survived the, the chimp attack. So he's like kind of, he thinks that he's kind of like, oh, I can, you know, I can fuck around with this fucking creature and, and I'll be fine. I survived the chimp attack. Like, and he very much cannot. He tries to tame this fucking beast that's like way out of his fucking realm of ability to tame and control. You know, that's a predator that's way higher up on the food chain than him. And he thinks he's invincible because he survived this fucking chimp attack. And he pays the price for it. The um, whole family does. Yeah. Um, and I do like that, that theme of like, uh, him making a spectacle of that beast of the, of the, of jean jacket. It kind of like, it fits in with that theme in the movie. And it also fits in with the whole idea of how everything's a spectacle. Um, and like a commentary on that, which I thought was a really cool, you know, a really cool idea of the, the, like the day and age we live in everything is a spectacle and this alien creature doesn't want to be a spectacle and it feels like it's being disrespected and threatened if it's like stared at and gawked at and that's kind of how they you know beat it is by yeah. not doing that which is like explored too when like the TMZ guy shows up and like I think this, the TMZ guy part's kind of fucking stupid. No, I think it I think it makes sense thematically with the thematically movie. it's it does make sense. I when that part happened the first time around I was like yeah, of course there has to be a TMZ commentary and how how we view media and all this other shit. See, I wasn't even seeing it. I, I didn't interpret it that way. I didn't see it about a commentary on TMZ and how we view media. I thought it fit in with the... the Nala, relax. Fucking this dog relax. can't fucking believe it. Epic dog. Um, I thought that it was a sort of commentary. It fit in as, as a puzzle piece with the commentary on like... S- spectacle in like modern society. You know what I mean? See, we're both pulling two entirely different looks at it because the yeah. way I saw it, the way I saw that scene was kind of a commentary on one, a critique on us news. Okay. And news. Stations. I did not get that at that all. That was something that I thought of the second time around. First time around was the way that TMZ kind of is media for the sake of media to like put shit on blast and all this other stuff. And to just kind of like almost like a gloating, like 
we got it. We got this first. Uh, so I could be 100% wrong in those interpretations. I didn't look anything up to back them up. That's what I thought. No, yeah. I mean, I, so I didn't really do any research about the thematic elements of this movie besides the shoe. Yeah, that's funny. Because I was just so <laughs> confused about the shoe. Everything else is like stuff that I just kind of took took away myself after two viewings. Um, but yeah, the TMZ guy, I thought, like I said, the whole movie ties into spectacle spectacle in, in like society and like how they're like oh this is our oprah they keep like referencing like this is our oprah moment yeah, or whatever yeah. like oh yeah like this alien is gonna we're gonna get rich off making a spectacle out of this alien and like steven yoon's character is like making a spectacle out of the alien at the fucking uh the little theme park and like they kind of have this whole plant thing planned that they're gonna be able to do it and and then the tmz guy shows up and it's sort of like, to me, what that represented was like, because he fucks up their whole plan. Yeah, the TMZ guy ruins the whole day. Yeah, he really epically fucks it up. And it's kind of dope. Yeah. To me, I took away from that. Well, for one, it was just a convenient plot point, obviously. But for two, I think that it was a, a commentary on how making a spectacle out of things kind of fucks them up. It sort of ruins life. It, it ruins like moments and experiences being what they're supposed to be when everything has to be a spectacle that's like documented and filmed and looked back at later and picked apart and and analyzed and whatever you know what I mean yeah I didn't even think about that yeah that's a really good interpretation of that I I do want to say that for the most part Jordan Peele is pretty good at leaving the room open for interpretation between his three movies yeah um I Where would you rank this one? Second best. It's hard to say that this is above Get Out because that was like a cultural mark. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I was a big fan. The idea of it is awesome. I love that movie. Us, I left the theater. I was pretty disappointed. Never saw it. Um, I, that's a movie where a lot of the themes in the narrative of the movie just kind of don't make sense. Uh, the clone stuff doesn't really make sense. I, I haven't seen it, so I'm I'm not familiar with the flick. Okay. Um, I know nothing about it. Other than that, it's his most straightforward horror movie out of the three, right? It is until it isn't. Okay. Which is his kind of thing. Yeah, when sure. You think about it. Because there, there's some plot reveals in the movie, and you're like, sure. Yeah. But I think this movie is way better than us. Yeah. Uh, it's more interesting. Uh, I like the smaller cast. Yeah, there's really not... There's very there's just a tiny cast in this movie. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, amazing. Uh, Kiki Palmer, unbelievable. Yeah. Everyone in this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. There is no no bad acting. The comedy is great. Yeah, the comedy is awesome. The comedy is very good. Um, I wish there was more Keith David in it because yeah. he's the fucking man. He rocks. And I really like uh, the dude who played the kind of like uh, esteemed art house filmmaker guy. Yeah. I forget. I, I don't know the actor's name and I forget the character's name, but I thought that character Holst. was really cool. Who? Holst. Holst, yeah. And I mean, that guy's demise ties back into the spectacle theme too yeah his death i was like you know 
man's greatest weakness, pride. Yeah, he want he well, I mean, he his hubris is like, yeah. It I didn't even think about it as pride. I thought about it as like this dude is so he's witnessing this thing for himself. And it's not enough. He has to go get this shot so that he can be like I'm making us this film cinematic spectacle of this thing and he died because of it. Well, his whole character arc is that he's like one of the best documentarians in the world. Yeah. So he's seen everything. He knows everything. Yeah. And then he sees something that he can't believe so that he has to, he has to go out of his, put himself in harm's way to get the shot. Right. And, uh, and make a spectacle of it. Yeah. And, and he, he dies for that. Yeah. Um, crazy how we keep getting different interpretations. Yeah. Of shit. It's honestly, again, I feel like that speaks, and a negative. It, I don't see it as a negative. I like that. I feel like it speaks to, I don't know. I think, I think that it's cool. Because we both enjoyed the movie. If we yeah. both took two different things away from it and one of us really enjoyed the movie and the other one really didn't, I would say that that might be a negative. Because that's a situation where you're like, clearly the movie was not successful in getting across what it intended. Neither of us really know what if our what we're taking away from the movie is what the intended thematic element. I mean, we can, we can agree on the uh, whole thematic element of like man and beast. Right, I think that that's yeah. something that we both agree on. Taming the yeah, the untamable. Tam- yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the other stuff is like it's interesting that we both enjoyed it, but both took different reads away from it. I, I still think it's a positive and a negative because I think it, I think some of the the ideas need to cook in the oven a little bit more. Okay, I think obviously everything can be open to interpretation to whatever you want, but when something is so ambiguous. That you're kind of just pulling, you're literally like pulling at straws to like figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that That's how I feel about Nope, where you're really, you're really grasping at straws to be like, this is, this is what this means. No, okay. wait, no, maybe it's this. No, wait, no, maybe it's this. Then, no, Jordan Peele saying it's this. Yeah. So, I don't know. If maybe if Jordan Peele was to be like, you know, leaving it o- things open for interpretation, then it'd be another thing. But he gives some pretty definitive answers on stuff. So uh, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's it. a it's a gripe of mine with movies where if they're a little too vague. Yeah, I need I need a little bit more guidance to get there. Sometimes I feel like it can be a. Sometimes I do feel like it can be. Kind of like a cop out to be too vague, to be too vague where yeah. it's like, it's not smart movie making. And it's not like it's, it's just, it's just like a way for them to kind of cut corners. Like we don't know how to write this in a way that clarifies it and makes sense. So we're just going to not and let, and like, let it be an open-ended thing, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's an, my ultimate gripe with this movie. Because it is really good. Yeah. It is a very good movie. It was one of my favorite movies of 2022, to be honest with you. Not, this isn't against note, but last year was pretty bad for movies. Maybe. What, okay, so what did you like about it then? Because we just talked There's about... There's a lot I like. Okay, so what, uh, what, what, what were your favorite things about the movie? Keith David. Well, yeah, besides, <laughs> you've indicated that already. Besides Keith David. Uh... The tension building in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. The lead up to Jean Jacket and 
not even seeing it for the first time, but just like experiencing it for the first time yeah. is incredible. Uh, I love, even though it makes no sense, the Gordy scene is awesome. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think it makes perfect Besides sense. Besides the shoe. Besides, Besides the, shoe. the shoe. Besides the shoe. We can sense. agree that the, the shoe makes no sense. The shoe makes absolutely no sense. Idiotic part. <laughs> uh, Gordy, Gordy going to town, eating people. Yeah. Ripping people's faces off. Yeah. Uh, throwing shit. Awesome. Yeah. Goes hard. Uh, all, like I said, all the acting is incredible. Yeah. Everybody is so good in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, there was, I know we said it wasn't scary. There was one scene that was pretty. That is I, it the kids? The ki- yeah, yeah. Where he's in the fucking, uh, where he's in the barn and the kids are dressed like aliens. That scene I thought was like pretty scary. The first time I watched it, I was like, there's no way they're going to show the alien right now. And you know, you get the jump scare. It's such a good bait and switch <clears throat> though. That's such a fucking good fake out. Yeah. Watching it on the second time, it's, it feels like a prank on the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. And like, I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, I'll tell you my favorite scene of the whole movie right now. Okay, go ahead. Best scene of the whole movie for me is after Jean Jacket eats Jupe and his whole family and all the spectators. They're back at the farmhouse and it's Kiki Palmer and the Best Buy guy and the blood rain starts. That's the, that's my favorite scene in the movie too. That Dude. was my favorite scene. When he's dumping, when he's just puking up all the blood all over the house and they show it from the outside. And I think they show Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, they show him in the his in truck. The, in the truck watching it happen. Because it's like downpouring. Yeah, yeah. And the house is dry. Yeah. And then you see the blood rain come down. Yeah. That scene. That's, holy that, that's fuck. my That's my favorite scene in the movie too. That's one of the coolest shots I think I've ever seen. In it's a, it's a horror, so amazing. In yeah. a sci-fi horror movie, whatever. Because that, that scene is like. All the tension is leading to this moment. And then you see that happen. You're like, oh, this thing is like pretty much unbeatable. Like this thing that can just fly away, eats people. And now it's just shitting blood out all over our house. Like, how do you stop this thing? Electronics don't work around it. You're fucked. Well, so it does seem unbeatable, but at the same time, and this is another element of the movie that I really, 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 really liked. I, I don't tend to like movies where there's a monster or like a killer or whatever. And it's, and the main character is just like completely scared out of their wits running for their life. Like seems like they just have no belief in themselves. Like for some reason, those sort of movies don't really resonate with me. I don't enjoy them. I love a movie. Good examples like predator. Oh yeah. Or, you know, the thing. Yeah. The thing where like, there's this crazy fucking like, intimidating monster and the stakes are high and like everything's crazy but the main character like Daniel Kaluuya in this movie is not like oh my god I'm so scared he's like yo I'm gonna get this fuck I'm gonna get if, this motherfucker I'm if gonna- anything he's pretty indifferent throughout the whole movie not even indifferent he's just confident he's like he's like it's like almost like he's like alright like challenge accepted you know what I yeah. mean he's like alright you wanna come here and terrorize me bet like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna you know what I mean like yeah. let's let's fucking go and, and I that that dynamic in movies, I fucking love. I love that so much. Like I said, that's like, that's Predator. That's Arnold in Predator. Yeah. He watched the Predator fucking murk all of his friends. And he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to die. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm making a last stand. And he doesn't go in there like all scared. He's like, fuck it. Let's do this shit. You know? He does it. He does it. 
We should do Predator for the pod. Oh, 100%. That's a, an amazing flick. I really... I like how the characters, besides the TMZ guy, are all written to be from a very realistic point of view. Yeah. There is nothing that any character does that is unbelievable. Besides the Kiki Palmer Akira slide, but that shit is so cool that I'm willing to overlook that. The what? The Akira slide. With the motorcycle? Oh, with the motorcycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Jordan Peele is even like, yeah, that was influenced by Akira. I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. And he also went on record saying that Jean Jacket is influenced by Evangelion. Mm. Makes sense. I Especially guess. the design of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Supposed Evangelion kind of angels. sucks, though. Enough. <laughs> um, I Yeah, no, I really liked all the characters were cool. Um, I really liked the Best Buy guy. I thought he was like a good... Uh, Dude, when he showed up the first time I watched this, I thought he was going to be this annoying fucking side character that was supposed to be comedic relief. Little did I know. Yeah, he ends up being a real character. He gets a real character arc. He gets real development. Yeah, it's awesome. He's not some throwaway character. He's number three. None of the characters really felt like throwaway characors. Everyone no. served a purpose. And Besides even the if TMZ you, guy. Well, even if you don't like the TMZ guy, and even if you don't agree with the thematic interpretation that I took from the TMZ guy, the TMZ guy shows up to fuck throw a wrench in their plan. Because if he didn't show up, their plan would have been more successful right out of the gate that first time around. So yeah, he does serve a purpose. A Every character serves a purpose. No one seems like a throwaway character. The The tension building in this movie is so good. It just sucks that it takes probably like 30 or 40 minutes to probably get there. The first, the first act of this movie is like you just getting acquainted with Daniel Kaluuya Kiki Palmer. See, I I don't have I don't hate that though. I don't have any issue with that. I just think it was it could have been streamlined a little bit. I don't agree. I disagree. I, I that that's just something that and that's not me or either me or you being right or wrong obviously. No. That's just a difference of opinion. I personally like the slow character build. Um you know, I I I just uh, you know, I like fucking it's, spaghetti nothing- westerns that are three and a half hours of slow character build, but I, I just, I liked, I, I, at no point during the movie was I bored and no point in the movie did I feel like the pacing was weird for me personally. I didn't have an issue with the pacing. I thought that the first act being mostly character building and setup was really cool. Once Jean Jacket shows up is when the movie really begins. Yeah. It takes off for sure. Yeah. Cause like the, the pacing of the movie after that is incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think that's something that Jordan Peele kind of has to work on now that I'm actually thinking about it with the, his next movie coming up, whatever it will be. Uh, does he have another movie like in the pipeline? Is oh, that... he always does. Yeah. But uh, it's crazy that know. he's the... He went from Key and Peele to being like this like respected director. Yeah, it's awesome. It's insane. He, Mad TV to... No. Was he on Mad TV? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. What do you think... Uh, him and uh, Jordan Peele started. Or Jordan Peele. Keegan-Michael uh, Key. Keegan-Michael Key, yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't know Mad that. TV. That's wild. I was about to do the Miss Swan quote. I'm not doing that. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, don't look up who Miss Swan is. Do not look up Miss Swan. Um, yeah, I mean... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So no, no, you no. were saying about him pacing his movies better? His, The first act of all, of his, all three of his movies, now that I'm thinking about it, Pretty slow. Pretty slow. 
Get yeah. Out is pretty slow in the beginning now that I'm really yeah. sitting back and thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. But they all pick up at a certain point. It's just you have to get to that one thing that sets off the plot. Yeah, I, I mean, again, that's not something I personally have any sort of issue with. I take yeah. no problem with a slow setup and character build, as long as it's done well, obviously. Yeah. Um, And in this case, I... Like I said, I didn't find myself feeling bored or like rolling my eyes and being like, let's get to it. You know, I, I enjoyed the, the setup and I feel like it, it made everything feel more earned when the alien finally did start showing up. You oh, know, there's a lot yeah. of movies that sort of take the this sort of Jaws effect to like doing like the alien or monster where it's just like they show you a little bit at a time and they increase the amount that you see. And uh, I felt like the revealing of the alien bit by bit in this movie was the right amount and the right pace for that, too. You really... I mean, you see the alien, but you don't see what it you actually is. Yeah, you don't really... It's not, You see the alien, but you don't really realize that that's the alien. But then the reveal that it is is awesome. The movie definitely does a lot of cool... Um, like you said, kind of pranks on the viewer where, where they subvert expectations and think they're going, think they're going to zig and they zag. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, one thing I really like is the ambiguity of jean jacket. Yeah. Where you don't know where it even came from. Yeah. We don't need all that. Uh, Jordan Peele, this is something he did say. He was like, you know, I can't say for certain if it came from, Space or not, but I like the idea of Jean Jacket being something that came from the Earth. Yeah. And coming from, like, inside the Earth. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's, I think that's more scarier than something in space. Yeah. I think yeah, that's 100%. A, a pretty cool idea. He, I read some interview, too, where he talked about potentially doing a sequel. Hmm. I don't think this needs that. I don't think it needs it either. I wouldn't be mad. This is This is a good one and done. I wouldn't be mad at a movie trying to at a, a sequel to this if he's di- if he's doing it. Yeah, if, if they he's pass it to somebody it. else, I don't give a shit. I mean, it depends if it elaborates, maybe. But like, I don't really think we need the elaboration. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this whole movie starts off with something bizarre. Yeah, with Gordy the monkey. Yeah. So, you know, it being bizarre and like. Otherworldly throughout the whole time, you're like, "Fuck it." Is this a kaiju movie? No, because they're not. There's not a big guy fighting it. It's a gigantic monster. Yeah, but it's not fucking up cities. I guess so. It's not fucking. It's not even fucking up towns. Yeah, it got. It's just antagonizing. Yeah, it got what fifteen people at most. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's um kaiju movies got they got destroyed. It has. It has. This has Cloverfield vibes. To me, where things are sort of vague and like there's this sort of like if Cloverfield was a one and done, I would have agreed with you. But since they have explained everything in the Cloverfield verse, I can't agree on with it. See, I've I've seen Cloverfield and I've seen Ten Cloverfield Lane. I haven't Ten seen Cloverfield Lane is awesome. It's incredible. That is the best Cloverfield movie. I agree. John Goodman. He is awesome. The Netflix one sucks balls and cock. And what, then, what is that? The Cloverfield Paradox? Yeah, it's so stupid. And then they explain the creature from the original movie and how they're... 
it's all different universes. And I was like, all right, this is fucking dumb. Man. See, I haven't seen any of that. It's not worth it. Yeah. Don't, don't even bother. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, this gave me 10, I shouldn't even say this gave me Cloverfield vibes. This gave me 10 Cloverfield Lane vibes where it's sort of like this sort of small, like you said, it's not, the monster's not out here in, trying to vaporize an entire city. It's like this sort of small scale story where there's just a few protagonists kind of like at odds with this monster and it's sort of unveiled little by little and a lot of it is left very vague. That's kind of 10 Cloverfield Lane vibes. The the twist for 10 Cloverfield Lane is incredible. I saw it in theaters. I did too. I haven't seen it since, but I saw it in theaters and I really liked it. I remember shitting my pants in the theaters being like, there's no aliens, there's nothing going on. Then the twist happens and you're like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, oh, John Goodman was not insane the whole time. Huh. All right, John. Yeah. Pretty dope. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, it's still firmly three and a half for me. Nah, I, I don't know something about it. I just really like the vibe of the movie. It's sort of this kind of intangible. Sometimes the movie just has a vibe for you, you know. I just this really is a big vibe movie. It's a huge vibe movie. I uh, I don't know. Like, I I can see people walking away and being like, "Oh, I thought that was all right," but to like people that hated on this movie I, I still don't really understand why I think there's something in it for everybody yeah it's got comedy it's got action I mean dude the sequence of him riding the motorcycle with uh oh we didn't talk about the jean jacket chasing him away yeah that's like a crazy badass action movie sequence the way they get rid of jean jacket is genius yeah it is like some I the whole movie I was wondering how the fuck do they get rid of this thing yeah how how do they beat this fucking thing? Yeah, because you can't shoot it. The big inflatable cowboy. Big inflatable cowboy. Yeah, the prospector or whatever it was. I love the the scene where OJ and M are trying to get its attention, and it's like eye box thing is like switching perspectives, trying yeah. to like look at them. Yeah, I loved anytime they showed the eye box thing. I loved anytime they showed up inside of the monster. Once, oh yeah, like when they show inside its mouth when it's sucking stuff up. Uh. One scene that that I thought was like not scary but just like fucked up was uh when they show inside the monsters like presumably it's like stomach or esophagus and it's like crushing up all the people from from the theme park and they're all like screaming in agony and stuff. Oh, that, and you hear them screaming as they're like Yeah, and you, yeah, and you awesome. hear like their bones crunching and stuff like it's like uh you hear cuz the Best Buy guy and Emma are in the house, and then you hear them say, like, is that screaming? And then it cuts back to, like, Jean Jacket, and then you get the crunch. Yeah, yeah. Incredible sound design. Yeah, very cool sound design. It's only a couple of small things that really, like, bring it down for me. See, but it's, and that's crazy to me that you could have a couple small things bring the movie to, all the way down to a 3.5 for you. Because for me, it, it's like... I don't know the, the the things that I don't like about it's not even that I don't there's really nothing that I can think of that I don't like about the movie. I think it needs it's just not quite a five for me. It's a four and a half. It's not quite perfect, but it's close for me. I think uh, maybe in a couple of years removed, I can look back and be like, yes, I can I can get there. But right now it's too soon to tell. You know, if yeah. it'll, it'll be like a big deal movie. Yeah, for sure. I think the movie did a great job too, though, of in the same way that it sort of like 
takes us through all these twists and turns. And like I said, it it zags when we think it's going to zig. And like, I think that they did a good job in the in the lead up to the movie and the advertising for the movie where it was like, oh, dude, the fucking trailers were showing for like a year and a half. Yeah. And but they did a good job. of Like, obviously, it was going to be some sort of alien movie. But like they, they included all this other shit in the trailer that kind of like, oh, the the fucked up face lady. Yeah. Like the fucked up face. I thought lady. that was going to be a whole thing. Yeah, I did, too. And, like, they did a really good job, I think, of kind of not really... Of having us not really know what to expect going into the flick. This is... That's probably one of the best, more modern trailers in a while. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you don't see Jean Jackie. You don't even know what's going on. You just see people getting, like, sucked away. So you think it's like an alien invasion movie. Yeah, it's, it's dope. Not, it's not. It's so um, much more. You have anything else about this flick you want to say? Uh, I think it's on Amazon. So you yeah, watch it on Amazon. That's where I watched it. This is the newest movie we've done. So apologies in advance. I this is maybe one where we should have said a a spoiler alert. But like, I have a feeling that everybody who will listen to this has probably seen this movie. Yeah, or the, either that, or they have. If they haven't yet, they have zero interest in seeing it anyways. So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, this movie's dope. You got any? Any takeaways? I mean, great flick. I really loved it. One of my favorites of 2022 and rewatching it again, I uh, liked it even more. So maybe that's another movie where I'll watch it again later down the road and like it even more than that. So I think that'll probably be where I end up in a couple of years. Uh, and maybe like Jordan Peele will do some retrospective and be like, yes, this is what the shoe means. This sure. is what this means. And like, the shoe, Give like some more definitive. The answers. shoe is so dumb. I, I don't understand it. Maybe we're dumb. No, we're smart. No, we're definitely dumb. But we got bachelor's degrees. We're smart. I almost have one. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's enough to make me dislike the movie at all, though. No, this movie's awesome. Yeah. Uh, next week. I'm psyched. Yeah, you're psyched. I'm not psyched. Dude, maybe hopefully, awesome. maybe I'll enjoy the movie. We'll see. Uh, I think there is one jump scare, if that. Stupid. But it's also like a '70s jump scare, so it it's not the really same. Count, yeah. But this movie, I'll get into the episode. We're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Toby Hooper. Who? The goat. I don't know who that is, man. He directed. Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2. Cool. Sick bastard. Yeah. As you will see. Uh, it's available to watch on Amazon. And uh, we should do like Chicken Run instead. Yeah. We're doing Chicken Run Texas Chainsaw Massacre edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, send in emails. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts now. So uh, like and subscribe. Is that what you do on Apple Podcasts? No, you subscribe you review. and review. Yeah, give yeah. us five stars on that bitch. Uh, Patreon coming soon. That's not true. Uh, shirts are still in the works. Yeah, that is true. Uh, we're renting out the JCC for FYA. We talked that, to Bob about it. He gave the he gave the okay. That's not true either. Uh, <laughs> shout, shout out from Within Records, our gracious our sponsor, King and he Lord. Just, he just sent us uh, from Within Oakleys. Yeah, they're dope. So thank you, Carter. Yeah, thanks, Carter. Um, you got anything else you want to plug that's coming up? Uh, 
Go to the movies. Go watch Killers of the Flower Moon when that comes out. That's yep. all I got. We'll be going to see that one. That's it for me. That's it. All right. Peace. Peace.